Good morning to Radha Kalachanji Dam. Is it? Good morning to all the assembled devotees. We are, of course, coming up on a very special, very special, is it on? Very special day coming up for uh, the Lord's appearance day, John Mastami. And it would be great if we could just meditate on the Lord and meditate on the significance of John Mastami, but that will be covered tomorrow. We're continuing to read from the first canto, first chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, and that will be text 18. But before that, we will sing Jayarada Madhava. Jayarada Madhava Kunja Bihari Jayarada Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopijanavallabha Yirivaraja Yashoda Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yamunatiravanachari Yamunatira Vanachari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jayarada Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Yashoda Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yashoda Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yamunatira Fanachari Yamunatira Vanachari 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Radha Kalachanji Radha Kalachanji Radhi Jaya Jaya Jagannath 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 Jaya Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jaya Baladev, 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 Jaya Jaya Baladev. Jaya Jaya Subhadra, 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra. Jaya Jaya Gornitai, 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai. Nitai Goro Haribol, 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 Nitai Goro Haribol, Nitai Goro Haribol. Hari bol, Hari bol, Nittai Goro Hari bol. So again, we're reading from First Canto, First Chapter, and the 18th text, starting all over again. And actually, you can never start too many times in reading the scriptures. Never. This section is on the questions by the sages. And actually, it prepares you for the journey that, well, it prepares us for the journey that we're going to go on through the Srimad Bhagavatam and all of the cantos. So, with the text 18, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Gnana Timarandasya, Gnanjanam Shalakaya, Chakshon Militam Yena, Tashmai Shri Guruve Namaha, Vanshakalpa Tarubiascha, Kripa Sandubia Evacha, 
patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha jaya shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda sviya dvaita gadara shivasadi gora bhakta vrinda hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare You know, there's certain times when it's just really extra special to be able to read from the scriptures in a gathering of one or a million in one. And maybe it's because here there's always a party going on, there's always a festival, and it's just the energy and the atmosphere that makes you very grateful and actually being here, being able to come to see their lordships. But then for those of us that have temples in our homes, we have that same opportunity. And even for those that have not yet set up a temple in the homes, there's a temple in your heart. The Lord is situated in our hearts. So we are never without him. He is never without us. There is never a time Never a time that we are alone, ever. So, reading, text 18. Atakyahi hare diman avatara katasuba lilavida data swaram ishwashratmat mayaya Atakyahi hare diman Avatar Katasuba Lila Vidatata Swaram Ishwaras Yatma Maya Atakyahi Hare Diman Avatara Katasuba Lila Vidatada Swaram Ishwaras Yatma Maya Word for word. Ata, therefore. Akyai, describe. Hare, of the Lord. Dimam, O sagacious one. Avatar, incarnations. Kata, narratives. Shuba, auspicious. Leela, adventures. Vidatata, performed. Swaram, pastimes. Ishwarasya, of the Supreme Controller. Atma, personal. Maya, energies. The translation for text 18. O wise sutta, please narrate to us the transcendental pastimes of the Supreme Godhead's multi-incarnation. 
such auspicious adventures and pastimes of the Lord, the Supreme Controller, are performed by his internal powers. Again, O wise Sutta, please narrate to us the transcendental pastimes of the Supreme Godhead's multi-incarnations. Such auspicious adventures and pastimes of the Lord, the Supreme Controller, are performed by his internal powers. Purport, for the creation, maintenance, and destruction of the material worlds, the Supreme Lord Personality of Godhead himself appears in many thousand forms of incarnation. And the specific adventures found in those transcendental forms are all auspicious. Both those who are present during such activities and those who hear the transcendental narrations of such activities are benefited. Very short and to the point, but there's a lot to be said in the uh, the brief translation and the purport. When one really begins to understand and appreciate the leelas, the pastimes of the Lord, And when one becomes really, really hungry for the association of the Lord, one may be guilty of feeling a little jealous of not being there with the Lord during these activities. And then who's to say that we weren't? We just don't remember a very good chance we are. We were there. What's even better is to know that even if we don't remember being there, even if we were not physically present at a particular pastime, we still get the benefit of being at that particular pastime or that leela. So nothing is lost. But it speaks of the many, many multi-incarnations of the Lord. And these multiple incarnations are very potent. On our altar, we see different 
descriptions, but different incarnations of their lordships, as they actually are. And one is just as powerful and potent as the other. Sometimes people think that because Kalachanji is bigger than all of the uh, their lordships, that it's really, really a big thing to dress Radha Kalachanji. Well, it is, but it is just as sweet and big a deal to dress Chota Radha Kalachanji. Uh, the Lord's internal potency is transcendental. We don't remember some of the transcendental activities because when we came into the material world, we forgot a lot. And we became a bit contaminated with the material energy, which is illusory. The material energy represents illusory, uh, illusions. What is really thoughtful and loving of Srila Prabhupada was the fact that he took the time to repeat and to pass down the information from start to middle. And I can't say finish because there is no ending. There is absolutely no ending. However, in the scriptures, we are told, we are given the information how to live our lives, how to behave in certain situations, the cause of certain situations, and the many, many adventures that the Lord has. Some of them initially, when I read them, I thought it was a fantasy. But you have to realize these leelas, these pastimes are going on eternally in the spiritual planets. Eternally, they're going on. So the very fact that we have the opportunity to hear it gives us not so much an upper hand, but it gives us an advantage point to at least become a little bit closer to the Lord to understand different situations in life. When the Lord goes through the various pastimes, he gives various situations that have happened. And sometimes they will compare. Most of the times they compare with things that we've gone through. And if we're really, really maybe reading it for the second time, we can take time and understand the particular lesson there. Never at any point in time do we understand that even though Krishna has responsibility of external and internal potency, 
he does not become less because of the external potency, being that that's illusory. The internal potency is much more transcendental. But then those are the things that we'll be covering. Going over the previous chapters, it's very important to remember you're going to hear repetitions. You're going to hear things repeated over and over again. You're going to hear it a different way one time. You're going to hear it a different way another time because depending on who's hearing it and depending on what energy we're bringing to that particular moment, we may miss that point. We're given the opportunity to hear it again. It's like... I thought about this, and I thought about what situation could I think about that maybe I've been looking at over and over again, or maybe I've been aware of, but not really giving it a lot of attention, and I've not noticed it. But at some point, all of a sudden, bam, I got the impact of it. (laughs) And I thought about the material body. Now, this may go over some heads, but... I thought this was rather interesting. You know how we're constantly looking at ourselves in the mirror? If you have been around for a while, you'll begin to understand that these bodies are definitely not permanent. They're temporary, and they're constantly changing. Well, the one example of hearing repetitious facts in the scriptures and not getting it the first time, but the necessity in hearing it over and over again until it finally gets to us is I remember a time when I would wear, I think they, I think it was, yeah, they called it an afro, except they were huge afros. And it went all the way around the head. And I've been looking in the mirror for over, let's say, many, many years. And I've been looking at the same person over and over again and gradually realizing the change that takes place. The point I'm trying to get to is that you can hear something, you can see something over and over again, and then finally it dawns on you that there's been a change or finally there's that aha moment with me. I took the physical features of my dad. Um, My dad looks like he should have gone on the back of a nickel, like the Indian had. He had that type of feature. But he had a receding hairline. I never even realized I had a receding hairline until last week. And I've had it for years. Now, that's really stretching it a bit, but the point that I'm trying to make is, as we go on this journey to discover the transcendental, internal energy and potencies of the Lord, some of us are going to be reintroduced to certain features, certain ideas, and some of us are going to be introduced to it for the first time. The point I'd like to make is that those that are given an opportunity to hear these scriptures Again, 
is that you take time and you listen. These are gems. These are pearls of wisdom. This is actually nectar. And maybe when you go through it the first, the second, or the third time, you'll begin to understand how precious and how valuable this information is. And even if you hear it repeatedly, not to dismiss it, understand that there is a purpose in the scriptures that have been handed down over the different yugs. There is definitely a purpose in it. I usually go back and preview some of the chapters, and I found some interesting points that were highlighted. It was talking about how valuable or how important or, let's say, potent a devotee is as far as saving another individual. Uh, They can do it much quicker than getting the purification from the Ganga River. It would have to, over a period of time, take many, many baths to do it. These are just some of the things that are highlighted in the scriptures. The different pastimes, the different leelas, are genuine. The different personalities have a purpose. And I guess the most important thing to stress to anyone at this point is that we take our time and we listen to the scriptures. Srila Prabhupada always stressed chanting, reading. I discovered reading within the last couple of years how serious and how much information one can gain from it. We here in the Dallas Dom are given the opportunity to come here each morning or to listen to it over the radios or the Internet. And sometimes we don't take advantage of it. I've made a promise to myself that this time, listening to the scriptures and reading it again this time, I would definitely delve into it and try to understand it. Now, it may not be possible for everyone to understand what they're reading in the scriptures from time to time. You can go right through it, and there's so many things I've read, and it's gone from one in one ear and out the other. It's okay. But our purpose is to transform our lives, to understand why we're in this material world, why the material energy affects us so much, and we also need to understand the difference in the external energy, the material energy, and realize that there are characteristics. We are living in an illusory lifestyle on the material planet. But it is not impossible to get in touch with our transcendental energy, with our true soul, with our true selves. 
And even though it may seem boring from time to time, at some point it's going to become interesting. You are going to want to know more and more about yourselves. You're going to want to know some of the things that the Lord has done. You're going to relish the wonderful pastimes, the wonderful leelas, the internal energy, the transcendental energy of the Lord, which is more permanent and which is much more blissful. The external energy is temporary, and you will never, ever, at any point in time, at any point of an activity in the material world, other than God consciousness, enjoy it. It will not last, and it will not give you all the things that you will need. There was a um, point or a uh, chapter that I wanted to cover really quickly in the Bhagavad Gita. It's 1873, and it just speaks briefly of the internal energy or potency of the Lord. It's rather lengthy, so I'm going to try to pick points. And the uh, shloka... Ah, and that entire 18th chapter is the perfection of renunciation. The shloka is Arjuna uvacha nasto moho smita labda twat prasadam maya chuta dito smikata sandehe karishe vachanam tava. This is a conversation between Lord Krishna and Arjun. And it's really nice that when one is starting to understand Krishna consciousness, that you start with the Bhagavad Gita. Because actually, there is quite a bit of talk about illusory energy, what is real and what isn't real. And it says here, this is Arjuna, My dear Krishna, O infallible one, my illusion is now gone. I have regained my memory by your mercy. I am now firm and free from doubt and am prepared to act according to your instructions. Now, the reason I'm skipping through to this to make a point is that after we've gone through the at least the Srimad Bhagavatam, in addition to the Bhagavad Gita, and knowing that all of the Vedic scriptures, the essence of it, is contained in the Srimad Bhagavatam, what Arjuna is saying is what we should be saying, that now we are in a position to be free from doubt, and we're ready to accept and act on the instructions of the Lord. The constitutional position of a living entity, of course, represented by Arjun, is that he has to act according to the order of the Supreme Lord. He is meant for self-discipline, 
And at this point in time, any material, any entity that's on the planet, unless you've been sent here especially for a purpose from Krishna Loka, you are meant for self-discipline, to remember who you are, where you came from, to understand a lot of things that are going on are not things that are the responsibility of the Lord. They're things that, some of the things are things that we brought upon ourselves. It's what, adhyatma? Things that others are responsible for as far as interfering or interacting with our lives, that's adibhuta. And adideva. Those are things that happen according to providence, according uh, under the act of the demigods. These are important points that we'll begin to understand in the scriptures. It goes on to say, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that the actual position of the living entity is that of the eternal servant of the Supreme Lord. And I think we mentioned this the last time. Sometimes that word servant trips us up because with some of us, depending on the type of lifestyle we had or have, think of the word servant as being a a sub, being subpar or less than someone else, being inferior. But you'll understand that being the servant of the servant of the Lord is a very high responsibility, and it's actually an honor. To end this, to skip all the way to the uh, end of this, and overall it actually is talking about, uh, to some extent, the internal potency of the Lord. When a person is in full knowledge, he naturally surrenders to Krishna. And a lot of the incidents where Lord Krishna is in different uh, leelas, the end result of whatever that interaction is, especially if Krishna is taking the life of someone or allowing someone to learn a lesson, he's giving them the opportunity to become a devotee, and he's giving them the opportunity to rise above their current situation. When Arjun understood that it was Krishna's plan to reduce the unnecessary increase of population, he agreed to fight according to Krishna's desire. He again took up his weapons, his arrows, and bow to fight under the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Arjun was under the illusion, the material energy, that he was actually annihilating, killing all of his relatives, but what he didn't realize is that they were already dead. It was just a matter of him maybe shooting some arrows and Krishna assisting him. 
But there's a point to everything that goes on in our lives under the control and direction of Krishna. Like the song, there's a reason uh, for everything, turn, turn, turn. There's a reason for everything that happens. I hope that those that are listening or those that are present will take the opportunity again to go through the scriptures to, as chapter 1 is discussing the conversation or the questions by the sages, to get at least some semblance of an understanding between material energy, because that's going to come up a lot in the scriptures, and the transcendental potency, the internal potency, the transcendental energy that the Lord illustrates. Um, I think that will that pretty much covers this brief section. Does anyone have any points, any questions, any comments? I know it was quick. It was very quick, but then I don't get an opportunity to, to uh, have short sessions. I wanted to take the opportunity to relish the altar. And everything is really in anticipation of the coming event. So I would have to say I'm kind of wrapped up in that right now, even though it may not look like I'm doing anything. This is a very exciting time. It is a wonderful opportunity that any material, that any entity has on earth at this time to come across a devotee or to come across someone who wants to share Krishna consciousness with them. It takes many people millions of lifetimes to get to this point. Even the demigods on some of the heavenly planets have a very difficult time getting to know the Lord and understand him with the opportunity like we've been given because on the in the heavenly planets, they're happy, they're content. So they're not trying to get out of the situation. In the material world, people are fighting. Um, in Kali Yuga especially, people will fight over the least little thing now. Uh, and you'll find that Sad to say and hope it never ever happens around any of us or to any of us. They're taking out weapons like the shootout at the OK Corral. In the material world on this planet, so many, so many spirit souls are fighting to take birth on this planet because unlike the demigods, they'll have a greater chance of coming to understand Krishna. We will not know every single detail about the Lord, but we have a, cha- a better chance of getting from here to Krishna Loka, to the, to, uh, back to Godhead. And that's really something we should think about. You think about the demigods and how powerful they are and how they're kind of stuck until they decide 
to fall down to the material world in order to go back to the spiritual world. I thought that was very interesting. Someone brought that up, that point up a week ago. But it's, I really hope that those that are listening, that those are given, that are given an opportunity to hear about Krishna consciousness will take advantage of the bodies that you've been given, use them wisely, stay on the path, follow the rules and regulations, simple instructions, chant, read, proper association. Whenever you have an opportunity to hear from a realized soul, an acharya, sannyasi, take the opportunity it's so very simple now in Kali Yuga. Very simple. Sometimes the most simple things are the most complicated. But if you have opportunities, talk to someone that's more senior than you, that has been around long enough to understand that all of the scriptures, all of the texts of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, the lessons, the realizations, the instructions. It is a scientific process that renders an end result. And it is true. This is not a fantasy. So, to shorten it, make a long story short, I look forward to being able to come forward again and read a little bit more about the scriptures because I've read the... um, Srimad Bhagavatam twice, so this will be the third time, but it will never be enough. Because each time you go through the scriptures, you're going to pick up even more knowledge, additional knowledge, something that you may have missed before, so it's never a waste of time. So we'll end at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaurapamananda.